Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets. Food for thought and for the imagination. Stop and consider the possibility of having the light to shine upon our pathway and shine for our feet to be able to walk. Having our eyes open to be able to see and yet decide not to walk in that light. Well, that is what the book of uh, 1 John in chapter 1 teaches us. Instead, we decide or are walking in darkness. Taking an example of the Old Testament, let's look at Balaam. Now, Balaam, in the book of Numbers, chapter 24, uh, was not a Christian. because, In in fact, uh, he was just simply called a seer, seer. Uh, He was not even called a prophet, but a seer. And nonetheless, one of the kings of one of the nations there wanted to seek him out for him to prophesy and curse Israel. And of course, this man, he, he was one that wanted to follow after gain, one that wanted to follow after money. Uh, Mammon was basically his source. But nonetheless, the Lord operated in his life to use him. But yet, in spite of the light that shone in his life, we we are given an example of an individual in whom the light will shine, but yet refuses to walk in it. Uh, In the story of Balaam and of course his donkey and and all of the things that he went through we want to look at a couple of things there so uh if you'll join us book of numbers chapter 24 verse 2 and then we'll look at the book of first john as much as we have an opportunity and Balaam lifted up his eye eyes and he saw Israel abiding in his tents according to their tribes. And the Spirit of God came upon him. And he took up his parable and said, Balaam the son of Bor has said, and the man whose eyes are open has said, he has said, this is verse number four, which heard the words of God, which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. Notice the emphasis on the eyes and the said part, the eyes and the said part, because God is going to open his mouth and he's going to say something. And then remember what we said, we uh, have our eyes enlightened. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word. So the word of God is spoken. He has said, which heard the words of God, which saw the vision of the Almighty, falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. And he took up his parable and said, Balaam, The son of Bor has said, The man whose eyes are open 
has said. And he said which heard the word of God and knew the knowledge of the Most High, which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. Now, this once again, this was in uh, uh, Numbers chapter 24, verse 15 and 16. It, it keeps repeating itself. It goes on to show us here in chapter 24 the involvement that was uh, taking place between his eyes and what was being said. Now, if we go back to Numbers chapter 22, verse 23, we have an example of his eyes being closed. Now, th this was before he uh, 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 had this vision in, in chapter 24. But in, in uh, chapter 22, he actually wants to be able to, after the Lord told him, do not go with that King Balak. Don't go with him. And he says, Lord, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. You know, basically, I, I want to go, I want to go. Because he was really interested in that money. And the scripture says that God said, okay, go ahead and go. Basically, it was not a sign of go ahead and do it. But it was like, do it and be disobedient and see what will happen. That's what he was telling them. And many times we in our Christian walk, kind of are like that, Lord, you know, I, I want to do this, you know, I want to, I want to go here, I, 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 I want to do my own thing, my own will, you know, this is my desire, and God says, no, I have other plans for you, oh, but I want to do it, come on, come on, you know, I, I, I want to do this thing, Lord, and he says, okay, go ahead and do it, I'm not giving you permission to do it, but go ahead and do it, and see what the end result of that is going to be. That is basically what we're contemplating and looking at right here. Uh, the, the scripture does say in the book of Isaiah in chapter 1 and verse uh, 19, it does, it does talk about being willing and obedient. If we are willing and obedient, that we will eat the good of the land. And of course, that is not always the case in the life of a believer because he may be willing but not wanting to be obedient. Or he may be obedient, but not really be willing in the thing he, that he is doing. In other, he'll, in other words, they'll do it half-heartedly, or they'll do it with absolutely no intentions of really uh, uh, bringing the thing to pass or having it fulfilled. Or, well, you know, uh, let's take Jonah. Okay, you want me to go preach to them? I'll go preach to them. And, and uh, when I go and preach to them... Uh, I'm just going to sit there and, you know, I'm going to wait for your judgment to come. But I know that you're merciful and I know you're not going to do anything to them. I, I know you, Lord. Uh, basically, uh, the the context of, of the conversation that is taking place. But, uh, as I said in Isaiah, we are given this scripture. And it does say in verse number uh, 19, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, the scripture says, If you be willing, there's that if, it is very conditional. 
and obedient. So that's two things. We have got to be both willing and obedient to walk in the light that shines, that our eyes see, that are open for our feet to walk that path. There has to be clear-cut obedience and there has to be clear-cut willingness and act on our part involving our soul. And then it says, you shall eat the good of the land. But in verse number 20, it gives us a stern warning. It says, but if you refuse, once again, there's that if. There is that condition. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And God speaks a thing because he wants to bring something to pass in our lives. So it's important for us to understand that he just does not say words out there in the middle of nowhere and not expect anything to come to pass. But just remember that Jonah, in, in, in his actions of going to go preach to the people of Nineveh, he, were, he, he, he displayed that he was rather willing to die than to preach the word to them and that they be saved. Why? Because his hatred of the people. Now remember, we're, we're using these as examples. They weren't Christians, but the things that were written in the past were written for our sake to be able to learn so that we wouldn't make some of the same mistakes or the, some of the, the uh, same errors. Uh, here's a, a, a continued example of Jonah in chapter 4, verse 1. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Wherefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious and merciful uh, God, and you're slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth of this evil. So God decided not to destroy Nineveh, at least not at that time. Later on, uh, about 100, maybe to 150 years later, uh, the people did revert back to their original evil, and they were destroyed. But at this point, the, the mercy of God delayed that judgment. The preaching of Jonah delayed that, that judgment. The repentance of the people delayed that judgment. They walked in the light that was revealed to them. But of course, later on, as I mentioned, they strayed from this. Well, even though they strayed from this, the fact that God was merciful and was able to do what he did, did not set well with Jonah. And many times in our lives, we ask God to do something for us, and he does the opposite of what we want him to do, and we get displeased with him. Now, the reason I'm using these examples is because they involve the book of 1 John. And if we go there, 
we can actually start reading in the book of 1 John. We could start all the way back to verse 1 of chapter 1 of the book of 1 John. And as we read, the scripture reads this way. <clears throat> that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Notice how we had talked about the hearing part, which we have seen. The apostles literally saw Jesus with their own eyes, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, like Simon, have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you may also have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write unto you that your joy might be full. Now, the whole point, the whole point of experiencing the seeing and the hearing of the word of life is to have fellowship. Stop and consider that. Now, the fellowship that is mentioned here and the fellowship that we are considering is the fellowship that belongs to those that are in covenant or in covenant relationship with one another, with the Father, and with Christ himself. They had fellowship with the Father. They had fellowship with Jesus. They had fellowship with one another. And because of that, their joy was full. But then we come to verse number 5, and it gives us a little bit more clarity. And I know we're running out of time, but we can introduce this. And continue and pick up here tomorrow. It says in 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. This then. That he just finished saying something in the previous four verses. This then is the message. Which we have heard of him. And declare unto you. That God is light. Therefore his word is going to be light. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. And of course, darkness represents and is representative of not just darkness, but of any type of evil or wickedness or sin or anything to that nature. If we say, we, if we say, here it is, the man that saw the vision that said, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And we do not do the truth. We're going to stop there. So we run out of time. But just consider that. If we say. That we have. And walk in the light. But we're really walking in darkness. Then our fellowship is not true. Consider this food for thought. And for the imagination. Keep looking up. Our Redeemer and Redemption drawn near. The Lord richly bless you today. In his mighty name as you truly walk in the light. Amen.